Hello and welcome to our world with your host Ned Boy and Doc. Uh, we had a brief spring break there, and we're back, and I'm glad to be back with you, people. Uh, Ned, how are you, sir? Everything's good. Uh, just want to tell people they can get a chance to check out the uh, documentary "I Am Not Your Negro." It's by James Baldwin. I watched it this morning. It was awesome. Okay, you know what? I'm going to put that one on my agenda. Itself, I am not your Negro, James Baldwin. Is this the writer? Yes. Okay. Was he? This is the gay black writer, right? Yeah, I believe it came out in the in the Sundance last year, and it was critically acclaimed. And it came out in some movie theaters. It was hard to find, so I actually had to rent it on 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 on, on iMusic or the iPad Store just to just to see it because I've been trying to see it for like over the past six months or so. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got one like that too. Mr. Cribs, uh, the Kenny Anderson basketball player story. Uh, Okay. I have not not found out where I could even actually see that. I was hoping that it was going to be an HBO or Showtime or something like that uh, documentary, but maybe down the line. But that that was also released in like uh, film houses. I know in New York on like 8th Street, there's a film house – any of these documentaries like that, you could always see Sundance films. I used to go to those uh, every once in a while myself, even though I might not seem like that type of person. I am that type of person. <laughs> I didn't even think that these places still exist. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, my God. Oh, man, it's on broad, right off Broadway and um, Canal Street. There's a, a movie theater that plays, like, uh, old film house movies like that. Any kind of like uh, uh, documentary, they have those. Okay. You know, and I am so glad to just be back, uh, back among the living right now. That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, <laughs> this moment right here, I am supposed to be actually traveling back from Las Vegas as I'm speaking this very moment. Oh, wow. I was originally due to travel back to home today from Las Vegas, but I got pretty sick and that just threw all my plans out the window. But I actually feel 97% of myself and I'm going to take 97% and run with it hard. That's pretty cool. So when you normally book a trip, you get insurance so you can change dates? How does that work? No. What happens is this, and uh, for people who might not know, as long as just it's not the day of your travel, you might have to pay a little bit more to fly on another date. But as long as you change your dates before the day of your travel, you are fine. You still should have a credit with the airline. Oh, yeah, because I, I, I was actually looking into that because I just found out. Well, I didn't just find out, but my school actually moved the graduation to the 5th. And now that's the day I'll actually be flying back from Vegas is on the 5th. So I'll actually be missing my commencement. Oh, man, I don't know if you want to do that. If you could do anything to to go, I, I guess, you know, it just doesn't happen a lot in life, you know, maybe three, four times if you're really lucky. Yeah, the only problem is I, I don't really want to pay. It's obscene right now for going coming back flight for that Sunday or the red eye. So I was just like, you know what, I, I wasn't really planning on going, but then I was like, oh, maybe it's something good for my daughter to see. So what I'm going to do is I'm still going to purchase the cap and gown and the commencement. Maybe I could get it online or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, see, this is the way I look at it. You, uh, 
if you could move your front or your back further, if you had vacation time to finagle with or some days off, personal days or whatever, because I'm going to tell you now, Sunday is a horrible travel day. And, you know, the airlines have you over the – the airlines have everybody who travels Sunday over a barrel because they know that 90% of y'all are trying to make it back to work. So you really don't have a choice. So they screw you. They screw you more on Sunday if you look at the prices than Saturday. Yeah, I'm definitely because also I have another trip planned in August for a cruise, and then I've learned that all the flights coming back to New York after the cruise in is cheap in the morning, but the cruise don't get back into like three in the afternoon, and all those flights, I guess they know are like several hundred more than the morning flight. And so you know what they know what each other are doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Now, see, they have, like I said, they have that employee need to get their ass back to work Monday, so they screw you Sunday. Yeah. Because if you was to ask the average person, when is cheaper to fly? I guarantee you, people would think Sunday and say Saturday's the most expensive, and it's it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Now the yeah, hotel room screws you Saturday. Yeah. But the air port screws you Sunday. I always think like it's always best to fly out or in on a Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, I always, never Monday. See, I, I, don't, I didn't care where I was working. I would always set it up where I never go back to work on a Monday. I go back yeah, to work on a Wednesday because I don't mind because I'm flying on Tuesday. I like to yeah. fly out on Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Fly back on Tuesday. Yeah. So I, I never go really anywhere by air where I stay less than five days. So if I leave on a Thursday, I can come back on a Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, I, I tend to normally work mine. I normally leave on a Thursday and come back either a, a Monday or a Tuesday. Yes, yes, yes. So we've had a, uh, a insane world in this, uh, I would say, almost two-week uh, little respite that we had here. and. A lot of it involves around the White House. Every week there's something with the White uh, House. Uh, I don't know. I am not a fearful person like that. But what Trump is doing is is, is beyond bonkers. And, and what I'm ashamed of is that Ryan sits back. Ryan must just take, take his pants down every day, spread his ass cheeks, and says, Trump, just do to me as you will. Yeah. And because, Mitch McConnell. Yes, he doesn't even put up a fight. And I'm going to tell you now, Ryan had a chance one time to sniff maybe one day becoming a president of the United States. That is done. Over. Yeah. Capiche. Yeah. He's, matter of fact, Trump has screwed the Republicans so bad that 20, uh, what is it? Would it be 2018? No, no, no. What the hell is the matter? Oh, you mean the presidential elections or? Oh, all the elections. House? 2020? Oh, yeah. 2020, 20, 2018, yeah. Yeah, 2020 and 2018, Republicans might as well not even run for office. Democrats should sweep them out of the entire nation other than the Trumpetards. Should, but sometimes these Democrats are soft, man. They're not putting up a much of a fight either. I mean, these no. people right now, I don't know why there's not a call for a uh, straight-up-and-down impeachment. 
Yeah, that's because the Republicans run the House and the Senate, so they can't get anything. Even if they yell for it, they ain't going to get anything to happen. But you know what, man? What about every single damn day of your life? Every time you're a Congress Democratic senator and you get that camera in your face, you got that microphone, you call for it. You get this. Yes. I mean, say, this is my life work. I mean, these people forgot that they work for us. I mean, listen. The Republicans do it to the Democrats when they have the when they when the Democrats are in office for giving yeah. them the same type of medicine. Now let's think about some of the things that has just happened in in this two weeks. Trump has said that he's basically an enemy of the Constitution because the Constitution is archaic. <laughs> when the Constitution protects millions and millions upon millions of people, right? Mm-hmm. Then he wants to meet. He wants to, it would be an honor to meet with a dictator, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I mean, okay. Then he fires the guy who's investigating him uh, from the FBI, Comey, mm-hmm. right? Now, he first, his man says, Trump didn't release classified information to the Russians. Then Trump just comes right out and says, fuck everybody. Yeah, I did. So what? <laughs> I mean, this is just within a two-week span. I mean, and on top of it, Denny still being a president, the leader of the free world, had time to send hateful tweets to talk show hosts. Talk show, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's insane. Like, you don't have nothing else better to do with your time than use Twitter and basically try to undo everything that the last president did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I forgot. Didn't we have, we had for five minutes a new Trump uh, care? Yeah, Trump care. I mean, this is insane, man. I really feel bad for the Trump. The next president or the next administration are going to be considered the greatest administration if we get there in the history of this country just if they don't mess up so bad. Yeah, this is this is this is looking bad and I don't understand why they don't just say like there's gonna have to be a breaking point between the Republicans and Trump, to me, if they would like to survive. There have to come a point where they say, Listen, this guy's a fucking idiot. I can't support him anymore. But you can't wait to twenty nineteen to do it. Yeah, you can't wait till the last minute and say you know what? I never because that's what they'll say. I never supported Trump. Yeah, but then you then you went with every damn thing that he asked for. I mean, this is I mean, we are an embarrassment. I mean, this is a great nation. You know what? I kind of think I got the name for this one. I love my country, but I really hate my government. Yeah, uh, you know, I say last week it's like a sitcom. Yeah, but this is a bad dark comedy that's on one of those shitty stations. And the show comes on at like 3.45 in the morning. <laughs> you know, uh, so let's, let's, let's think about some other lunacy that is going on. Eugene from The Walking Dead, Josh McDermott, he has to quit social media because he's getting death threats because of what his character on television is doing. Yeah, I, I always say, I think some people will, I think some people will, don't realize that TV is not reality. They equate the character to the person all the time. And the people that sit behind social media, they don't have to use their 
name or faces. So they just feel like, well, there's no repercussions. I'm going to just say whatever I want to this person. That means Josh McDermott is doing a good job as Eugene. Okay, he's doing a good job as Eugene. And the same people that are watching, see, these those are Trump pods or Trump tods. The same people that's going, you know, nothing Trump can do is wrong. Like Trump could actually literally go to a, a, a newborn wing of a hospital and just start taking kids off of ventilators. And they'd be yeah. like, well, there's a good reason for it. Well, he did say running, during the election, I could stand on Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and these people would still like me. Yeah, well, he's proven that was already a fact. I'm saying he could even go deeper, just start ripping ventilators off babies and <laughs> fuck it, and just say they're ISIS, future ISIS or something. Yeah, it's, it's insane. But I guess if we have a president that tweets without facts, then you have middle of America doing the same things to Josh McDermott. For you to be a grown man and have to quit social media because you're getting threats over, over a fictional character who's super smart and it's a zombie apocalypse. And it's a cartoon look, to begin with. If you look out the window, obviously there's not a zombie apocalypse and he's not the, that guy. So Yeah, he's not Negan. People, yeah, people are idiots. <laughs> oh, but Negan doesn't get death threats when he's beating people with a baseball bat. Yeah, he's lost. He's beloved. I mean, okay. Now you got, uh, okay. Now you got this fucking Jaru and that Mark Gorellis. Yes. So the Fry Festival is getting them a $100 million lawsuit against them. I think that I read somewhere that somebody even think that it might have been a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, I read that as well. That might have been a, a Ponzi scheme. Because if you had a whole year to plan, what were you doing with this money? Yeah, they somebody else was supposed to kind of recoup this money back for them. And, you know, I don't understand how Ja Rule spends, what, three to – I don't know what it was, three, six years in prison, that you would do anything to jeopardize putting your ass back in a prison cell. Yeah, because but I guess, you, I guess someone came to him and was like, hey, this is a good idea. And without vetting it, he's like, oh, fuck it. I have a few dollars I could throw <laughs> in toward this. Yeah, this will buy me a mansion and a yacht real quick, but – you know what? People are going to come back and say, where's our product for our money? Yeah, you can't be sleeping in a tent and eating bologna sandwiches. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Put it to this way. If you advertise it right, you advertise it right. There are enough people out there that want to be so close to celebrities that they will sleep in a tent, shit in a bucket, and eat bologna sandwiches. But you got to tell them that's what they're getting. Well, instead of having a music festival, he could have said, well, listen, this is going to be, well, it could have still been a music festival, but it's just going to be, even though all other acts left, I'll still perform and I'll bring my Murder, Inc. people with me. Yeah, or you know what? I'm going to set up where you could meet and greet and shit and blah, blah, blah with me and a couple of celebrities for a week as we slum it out old school style on this beach and I'll be your DJ. <laughs> yep. Hold, hold, hold. I'm gonna have to. And take we're a back. We're gonna kick right, right off now. where we left okay. off. All right. We're talking about this fire, uh, fire festival, and how incredible it is that uh, Jaru would get itself uh, caught up in something like this. Yeah, I just don't understand. I mean, for somebody whose career went down, and then he had to go to prison, and then his career never shot off again. For you to get try to get back involved by 
uh, let's just call it a scam now because that's what it seemed like. It, it would be insane to me. Now now you might be on the hook for, um, you might be liable in a lawsuit. Yeah, liable. Uh, fraud gets your ass. I mean, I don't know what his terms of his release, if he did all of his time or if he's on probation, parole, whatever. You know, you just don't need this. And and there's money to be made. There's a saying my wife loves, loves to say, and it's true. Everything old is new. There are people from the 80s and 90s that are touring and making buku bucks on tour. Yeah, I just guess this. It seemed like any, my mom's always said, if anything sounds like it's too good to be true, nine times out of ten it is. And he looked like he wanted that uh, Ralph Cramden get rich quick money. <laughs> and it never worked out for Ralph. No, because no, it's never. not meant to work out for anybody. You know, I, I just want to say something real brief. We had a story down here I had said on, like, our last show where supposedly some cops went to a diner, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the people in the restaurant were actually singing the NWA F the police. Well, come to find out, the story is as fake as a $3 bill. An employee had on the song F the police. Naturally, like any other song, People sing along with the song. So it wasn't like some restaurant broke out, screw the police, blah, blah, blah. So it wound up being a big deal about nothing. <laughs> so I just want to straighten that out. You know, once again, our world, you, you run with things, you know, fast. And you got to look at stuff 10 times before you get the real truth of the matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. But hey, at least we always uh, come back and say, hey, we made a mistake. Let's correct oh, yeah. that story. See, it wasn't me. This was actually on our news down here. This was a big deal. I mean, restaurant. I mean, you, you actually had the owner of the restaurant chain saying, I'm going to clear this fucking place out the fire everybody. And they were like, we didn't do it. This is a false story. <laughs> you know, so you got to watch what you do. Like, okay, here's one. Be very careful, gentlemen. Now, this is me. I'm a married man. I'm going on 21 years of marriage. Actually... This month, oh, uh, the 24th of this month, will make 21 years of marriage, not living together, not shacking, actually ceremony married, right? But I'm going to tell you now, before I went out and brought this woman a ring that was good 21 years ago and still good today, which meant that shit cost me thousands of dollars, trust me, we had sat down and talked about if this was something in the cards that we both wanted. <laughs> you got this idiot goes to Fenway Park. And this happened about a week or so ago. He tries to do a proposal in the park. You know, the camera hits him, bling, bling, bloom. She doesn't even give him a hug. Like, he caught her off guard. Like, I'm going to surprise you. You're going to marry me. Now he gets, he gets embarrassed in front of a crowded balls park. That's all screaming. She said no. How do you go <laughs> with your life after that? <laughs> that that's, that's a classic. Before you ask a woman to actually that day that you're going to propose, you don't have to tell her the day. See, that's where the surprise and everything. The ring is a surprise. Bling, bling, bling. But you also, I think you also ask a woman what kind of ring she likes. Because you have some women who like pear shape. Some like rounds, some like ovals, whatever. 
you got to let her be a part of it because she is a part of it. You can't just blindside a woman. Yeah, surprise. No, it's not cool. It's not cool. You don't want to put her in a position she's in a restaurant and she's like, you know what? I love you. I can be with you for 50 years, but I just don't want to get married. Yeah. So it's, it, I think two adults have to sit down and discuss that if that's in their plans. And then you pick the time and the place and the surprise. Trust me, she'll love it. But don't ever just propose to a woman you've never discussed marriage to. Yeah, I always tell people, if you ask somebody, do they want to get married, and they didn't know about it, they have the right to say no. We had this conversation last week and where um, one of my friends was went to an engagement party, and her boyfriend, I guess, asked her to marry her, and he said, and he, she said yes. But she only felt obligated to say yes because he did it in front of all their loved ones. So afterwards, like a week later, she decided that she didn't want to get married to him. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't kind of blame her. That's something, like I said, you sit down and that is a long, thought-out conversation. Now, she doesn't get to pick the day where it becomes official or anything. That's on the man because he's proposing. He's, yeah. he's showing up with the ring. Trust me, I've been out with coworkers who I've helped pick stones, settings, the whole nine yards for. They didn't have a clue of what they wanted. All they said was, I have the money. Could you come with me? And I'm like, yeah, because I got my wife's ring made. Okay. I didn't buy a ring that was prepared. I, got, I brought a stone, then I brought a setting, and I got it put together. I wound up having to find a wedding band that actually matched it. It was beautiful. I lucked out, and I took some people with me. Matter of fact, I got a. Uh, I want to say this real briefly. I have a very funny story about my wedding day. We used to hang out with two other couples from time to time, right? And this is what, one of the shittiest things that you could do to a person. So we let everybody know our wedding day in advance, because, like I said, they went with me to get the ring. Say I got uh, engaged in October, so it was plenty of time. I didn't get married to March. I mean May. So we're talking seven months, almost eight months, right? So everybody knows my wedding date. Do you know a month before I got married, I found out the other two couples that we hung out with all the time, they picked our same wedding date. Two people? Two couples. Two. Oh, that's, that sounds like some jealousy shit. Can you believe that? Our wedding date. So now, naturally, we can't go to their wedding. They can't come to our wedding. They're having a double wedding on top of it together a double wedding they're having a double wedding we're having a wedding you know they're, they're, both of those couples are long divorced oh. <laughs> long divorce. did, did y'all speak after that uh it was anger oh okay think about it this was uh, two other women that hung out with my wife we used to go out to dinner this that and the other they were taking her day. They could have had their other day. Yeah, that's insane. But true, true, true is the air that you're breathing right now. That's a shitty move, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's that's horrible. That's horrible. That's what I said. It had to be some form of like jealousy or something. You know, I never thought about it in that manner. But you know what? I'm not going to sit here and argue that it was something. There was something there. Because if, if you had two, if actually, okay, one person, oh, we made a mistake. But two people, no one caught that? 
especially when they knew our date to begin with. Yeah. That's, we that's the first true. one. I mean, they were there with me. They went with me to 47th Street to buy their damn diamond. <laughs> uh, now, I didn't, yeah. I didn't have them out when I got engaged. That was a private dinner. Yeah. Even though I did do it, I mean, kind of do it at a dinner, but it yeah, was still... It was private, just you two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was an open <laughs> setting, but I didn't yeah. I didn't get down on my knee in front of a restaurant. It was a <laughs> oh shit! Here's the moment, babe. Here, take this. That type of thing. So the way you didn't in the know, cake and let her. Bite no, 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 no. Fuck that. I spent thousands of dollars. I don't want to. I don't want to swallow in a fucking thousand dollar <laughs> ring, man. Oh, now we are in the height. Of basketball season, have you been keeping up with the playoffs? Uh, yeah. Well, I was really watching Boston and Washington, but now that's done. I hated um, that whole series. Actually, well, the Friday game was pretty good. That was a that was a hell of a game. Friday night, uh, game six. Okay, I watched. I watched quite a bit of yesterday's game, and I'm gonna tell you something now. I am so tired of the kissing of John Wall's ass. And John Wall supposedly is the best player out of both teams in this Celtics uh, Wizard series. Game seven, money, pressure, time. He scores a basket. John Wall lets you know that he did something good. He's always fucking flexing and kissing his muscle. All the time. Then this dude... He flexes and kisses his muscle after scoring a basket in the third quarter last night, then goes and becomes invisible for the last 19 minutes of the game. The best player on both teams, that is unacceptable. Yeah, that's that's insane. Now, I'm a Spurs fan. I'll make no bones about it. I am so disgusted by Zaza Pajulia. And that bullshit that he pulled Sunday. So I don't know what what was it? Did he did he stick his foot out under his foot? I don't know how. Not only did he do that, if you look at the slow mo, he did a dance to get his foot under there. He uh, did a two step in front of uh, Kawhi to get his foot under there. So Kawhi is in the air. He has no choice but when he comes down, you're not gonna look at where your foot lands. You're just gonna come yeah. down. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, this, right after Jaja does that, Zaza, whatever the hell his name is, he takes two steps and then thinks, fake, puts his hands on his head like, oh, what did I do? Uh-huh. He, he knew what the fuck he did? Or he wouldn't even pull that, you know, that, you know, like a three-year-old, what did I do? My hands on my head? Yeah. Um, so right now, my Spurs have a uh, 0.0% chance of winning this series. Well, they pulled out that game without Kawhi on a 40-point. was it like 40 points against Houston? 39, but here's the difference. Here is the difference. LaMarcus Aldridge has allowed himself to be totally, totally exposed. He's a coward. Yeah, it looked like Simple he played much better in Portland's system than uh, San Antonio's system. If he had, put it this way, when game six against Houston, when the Spurs won that game, there was no pressure on him because he always had game seven in his pocket. Yeah. 
and he knew that Kawhi would be back for game seven. So as long as somebody else, I guess Lillard was taking the pressure off of him in Portland. You know, Lillard and uh, C.J. McCollum. You know, some people just look better in other people's systems. But you know what? You can't be a coward either. You can't be damn near seven foot tall. And I I know Draymond is a good ball player and everything. But, Dray, you shouldn't have to be seven foot tall and actually shooting fadeaways from seven foot from the basket over a six foot nine guy. Remember that people used to say say that about, well, still say it about Gasol. He wouldn't bang with you in the in the paint, but he'll 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 shoot a jump shot over you. Yeah, but right now Lamarcus is not even shooting a jump over you. He's fading away in the paint. Who fades away in the paint? Yeah, some people he, he doesn't want to get like he doesn't want to get hit. I mean, he's a big dude. He and the thing is, almost every time I watch that game Sat Sunday, and my neighbors probably heard me outside the house. Because I must have been, they must think I have a child named Lamarcus. <laughs> I spent the whole Sunday afternoon after eating dinner between hours of 4 o'clock and about 6.30 just screaming, Lamarcus, what are you doing? And I'm like, baby, calm down. You're going to hurt yourself. I was like, I can't help it. Every time he get the ball, he would take two dribbles and fumble. He would fall on the ground. I was, it was like watching a mentally handicapped Huge, huge kid who played his very first game of basketball. Oh my God! So you know, I, I'm not. I put it this way: I'm not staying up some of these games nine o'clock at night to watch my Spurs. Not at least until Saturday's game. Tonight, well, now you I'm, know how I felt about when the Bulls was playing Boston. Yeah, I'm, I, tonight I'm going to bed, man. I am not watching them without <laughs> Kawhi tonight. Well, that, I kind of felt that way with the Golden State when Curry kept shooting the ball, and I'm like, God damn, Durant is, like, wide open. Oh, uh, you talking Passing about Sunday's the, game? Sunday's game, yeah. But you know what? That was like vintage Curry, man. Yeah, but he, it seems like Curry comes up every now and then. Like, when he's off, he's off. But you know what he's really... like, If you have a guy that's wide open, and technically he's probably the best player on the team, get him the ball. But you know what? He really does that a lot when Clay is invisible. And Clay has been Clay invisible shoots a lot, no man. Yeah. He shoots some he shoots some three points that make three pointers that make no sense. Yeah, Clay but is then like, again when they make him, I guess it's fine, but sometimes he when he misses, he's he misses by a lot. Yeah. So since we're talking about basketball, do you give Cleveland uh do you give Boston a chance to win how many games? They probably uh, they probably ain't getting. I'll give them one. Because if you get, the the goal of being Boston is out rebound them, and I don't think they have anyone to go up against any of Cleveland's big men. Yeah, you know what I I don't see uh, a well rested, and I'm talking a damn man. They've been off almost a week and a half. Yeah. I don't see Cleveland losing a game against Boston. Just like, unfortunately, right now, I, 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 this is my early prediction, Spurs lose 4-1. But that depends on what happens tonight. If LaMarcus could look at him, because you know what I kept saying to myself Sunday, and I was hoping that he would do it, but I knew it would never happen. It's a fantasy. I was hoping that LaMarcus would get in the center, the round half-court circle, 
and literally take his own fist and punch himself in the face and say, stop being a bitch. <laughs> and, and I mouth it so that the world could see. Stop being a bitch. I'm a max player. I am the biggest guy out here. I've been playing this game since I've been a little kid. Why am Do I they acting play? like this? I haven't watched the Spurs play like in a season. Do they play Aldridge and Gasol together? They play them together a lot. But here's the thing. The, usually he wrestles Gasol, uh, LaMarcus, when he wrestles Kawhi. Oh, okay. So it's, Kawhi is his blanket. He's like Linus, that, that uh, what the, the peanut kid. He's got yeah. his thumb in his mouth and a blanket. Yep. So as long as you give LaMarcus a blanket where he's not the focal point, he's fine. There's no way in hell that LaMarcus should not have made a difference where the Spurs still didn't come out with a four-point win. Yeah, so he's a he's like Robin. You know, he needs a Batman. At all times. And if any pressure, his pipes burst. So, Mr. Ice Cube, NWA, they release the big three basketball uh, schedule. Yeah, it looks pretty good to even the uh, people that's on certain teams. Even though it got to suck that you don't get drafted. Yeah, and, and me hometown, Brooklyn, New York's Barkley Center gets week number one, June 25th. Do you know if they had a, a TV deal or anything? I think there is going to be games featured. Now, I don't know if they're going to have more because let's not forget, here's the, here's the great part about actually buying tickets to these games. You get to see every team play that day. Okay. Since it's only a what uh, a ten week uh, schedule to begin with, and the playoffs kick off in I think week nine. What they do is say all five all five teams play the other five teams. Then next week five teams play five teams, and they keep going on and on. So every place that they go, because they're gonna go from New York. Then they're going to go to Charlotte. Then they're going to go to Tulsa. Then they're going to Philly, Nashville, Dallas, Kentucky, Los Angeles, Seattle. And then they're going to have their championships in August in Las Vegas. No, that's great. If this takes off, uh, this would make – this would put Ice Cube at like a, a gazillion in his pocket. And also, I also like that it's also helping some league, some league veterans, well, retired veterans. Yeah, you know what? I, I have no problem with this. It's something to do in the summer. I mean, I'm going to say with pride and, and very much a lot of happiness that my baby bombers have seemed to have been a rebirth this year. But right. it's, it's not like I get – I'm not in New York, so I'm not going to get Yankee baseball six days a week. Okay. But as long as you don't get – um. I mean, as long as the big three doesn't turn into the XFL, should be pretty damn good. You know what? They have to watch one. Don't make all the announcements like Rutgers League announcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't need, hey, Big Willie John John D. You know, fuck, you don't need all that. <laughs> you, it, it doesn't need to be all that. But have you? Here's the thing: you do need to have some live announcers. 
because it's basically like watching three on three in the park, except for these guys play pro ball. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're 22 year olds either. The biggest name is Iverson, I guess. Now, is Iverson going to actually play or only coach? Well, I think he's, a, he's down as a player coach. Okay. And you know what? I, 40 of your favorite players, and then it names the players. Then it says coached by some of the greatest players. The coaches they have listed so far is Gary Payton, George Garvin, Charles Oakley, Clyde Drexler, Rick Mahorn, Julius Irving, and Rick Barry. So that's seven. And I think the other three are player coaches. Yeah, and we know those seven are not playing ball because we're talking damn near 60-year-olds, 55 to I mean, Oakley would be like the baby of that bunch, wouldn't he? I would think, I would think Gary Payton would be the baby of the bunch. Oh, okay, but, but Gary Payton's got to be 50 also. Yeah, if not, then he got to be pushing it. That's right. And so, I don't know what Rick Barry's age would be. 60s. Uh, Rick uh, Barry might be 71 years old. Rick Barry's had three boys play in the NBA who are now all retired. Oh, okay. Uh so this should be interesting. And you know what? When we do the next show, by then I will have the information if there is a TV deal. But I'm thinking that this is going to be a Fox Sports one-off. Something, I, something tells me that the NBA is actually taking this as a wing. This is a, a help. You know, it's good for advertisement. So I think that they yeah, are but going. Do, would they? Even though because like, it cuts into the – doesn't it cut into the WNBA? But it's such a novelty, and it still represents the NBA product. I, I think the NBA gave him a full thumbs up on this. Okay. See, because you have Even to think of, some guys on these teams. I don't. I have no idea who the hell these people are. See, you got to think about it. the NBA with these black comedians, that type of thing. Think about how Kevin Hart is almost an NBA family member, even though he's never played. Uh, you know, and nor could he ever play a second of NBA ball, but he's like an NBA family member. They oh, give him Carl Blanche. He oh, has a movie. Sorry, he has a movie come out. They let him be in the studios, on the court, sidelines, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, everyone wants access to his fan base. Exactly. So you get, and see, now you can't forget Ice Cube's fan base is through the roof and it's also tied into Kevin Hart. You know, so let me ask you a question. ZO2s for $495, are you into them? No, I'm not buying. Nope, no thank you. What about $220 slippers? No, no thank you. I would have respected him more if he would have said, if you want to have your own brand, cool. I'm cool with that. You don't have to sign with Nike or whatever. But if you would have came out price point of $100, maybe. But the sneakers are ugly. I wouldn't even pay $100 for them. And do you know that there there might be a copyright infringement on them too? Oh, for real? Somebody on the design? Them? On the design? Yeah, it's not they look like worse than the, the the curries that people were discussing earlier this year, or last year. Man, four hundred ninety five dollars, and they don't particularly look comfortable to play no damn balling. Nope. And First on of top, all, I'm not of... paying four ninety five to play balling anything. If I'm buying basketball sneakers to play basketball in. You can believe me, I pay less than seventy five for it. Yeah, and now and, and I understand. If he he's trying to he's trying to put a curveball in there and say some bullshit like, okay, well, you know, like Prada and 
people like Gucci, they got the, but you know what? Gucci's a name. Prada's a name. name. Mm-hmm. And they Look, established themselves. You were just coming out. Yeah, Lonzo Ball think, is not a name. I think Dennis Rodman just said it best. LeVar Ball is killing his son's career before he even gets to the NBA. And that's coming from Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I love Dennis. I think he called LeVar Ball an ass. Yeah, he's a douchebag. Now, so, he, I don't know. I, I, I don't even, I feel like some, his stock might drop in the draft just because his, his father. You, you know, there's got to be a team that could deal with him. And, and, and it, probably, it probably comes like this. Lonzo, we don't have boys on our team, okay? We'll draft you, but we're drafting you. We're not drafting your mama. We're not drafting your family. And if you can't cut those kind of ties and just be our employee, we're not drafting you. I can see his father running down to the court to try to, while the coach ain't playing my son. Oh, what happens oh. if he goes to Boston? He's not going to start. Boston has a high chance of getting the number one pick through the Nets. And you can so imagine he, he's going to They're want, not going to start you over Isaiah Thomas. No, and you can imagine he's going to want those mics in his, his face as much as possible. Yeah, so I don't know how – I got a feeling that he might turn out to be like a Stephon Marbury. All mm-hmm. the talent in the world but can't play team ball. Hmm. Because he's going to want to establish himself as something big. And yeah, those type of plays don't last very long in the NBA. Yeah, it's a team sport. And on top of it, the ZO2s are not selling like hotcakes. He's claiming. Now, let's listen to this number. Do you buy this just yes or no? Ball is claiming that he sold 495 pairs. No. I, now no, think I about what that number is. That number just happens to be exactly the oh, price. Oh, exactly the same price. Yeah. Yeah. He now uh, other people are saying he has sold two hundred sixty-three pairs. See, but we're talking hundreds of thousands. He would have already had millions in his pocket by signing a two-year deal or three-year deal with Nike or Under Armour. That's, that's, that's what I said. All right, you sign with Nike, and for you sign with Nike for a. Uh, 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 a two-year deal, three-year deal, then you're fine. Now, he won equity. Okay, I can understand that. You want equity in it. So then you sign and you get you access some equity if they say yes or they say no. But I would say sign a deal for Nike, two years, and then if you do well within those two years, then you get the equity. Why would I give you equity? I don't know how you're going to perform in the NBA. You might be a bust. Yeah, ask, ask hard and how it feels to sign with Adidas. I think he pocketed like $200 million. Yeah. Like Derrick Rose. Shit, Adidas might be one trying to get rid of Rose now. You know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a no. Think about it. Right now, right this very second, without taking a loan, if he would have signed with a major shoe company, Lonzo Ball would be a millionaire. Today. Yeah. I am all for people trying to be an entrepreneur and start your own business. But you can't jump. I don't think you could just jump out the window like that. Yeah, and you know what? What about doing this? I just, I just thought about this right as we're talking. Say you sign a, a deal with Nike or whoever, one of the big three, and you have a, uh, a non-compete clause stating that you are going to still design your own independent products. So you got that deal. Now, you don't even call your stuff sneakers. 
You call it footwear, shoes. Nobody in the NBA is not allowed to have a shoe company. Yep. You know, just say, because you got to call them what they are. These are not sneakers. These are, nobody is going to be at Rutgers, Dykeman Park, Soul in the Hole, or anywhere else around the nation breaking down $495. Matter of fact, you people will get killed for stepping on something $495. Exactly. But I think the problem with the big companies are we already have people with experience. Why the hell am I giving you money in equity for you to create a shoe, for you to personally to create a shoe? You have no experience. Obviously, you created that shoe. It looks like shit. Yeah, and like I said, they didn't do all their due diligence because there is, a, right now, somebody is trying to get them in litigation for trademark uh, yeah. infringement. He probably took his best-looking dad's shoe and said, I'm going to redesign this. And shit, that Zone 2 looks like the Wizard of Oz symbol. <laughs> and $200 for slippers. 220 220 for slippers. What the hell? Man, listen. You shouldn't have a car note for a pair of slippers. No, hell no. Now, I can understand Jay-Z and those type. Because yeah. $220 is like 22 cents. Yeah, and if they do it, like if a Jay-Z creates a slipper for $220, I mean, poor people are probably going to buy it. But I'm pretty sure he's not marketing it to them. No, that's for his other friends that we don't even know. You know, they got shit. Think about it. The super rich got stuff that we don't even know exists. Because yeah, not exactly. our price range. Yep. So there's no see, need for... Uh, what is those, those cars? Like the Phantom Ghost or... They're not advertising on commercials during the, during the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About the, highest, about the highest that you really get to see of a, a car commercial is Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Aston Martin ain't fucking, uh, you don't see Maybach commercials. Yeah, you don't see Maybach. You, all you're going to hear is Rick Ross say Maybach. That's it. And get no right. money from it. Think about it. Maybach goes like this. We don't need to do commercials. They look for us. Yeah, they looking for us. Yeah, they looking for us. Now, I want to ask you something because I haven't, I've, I've been trying to keep up and I haven't been keeping up too hardcore. What the hell is the WWE doing with Brock Lesnar? Does he ever appear on TV? He hasn't appeared since WrestleMania. They dropped the ball. You have a universal title now that's not probably won't be defended. Probably be defended once this year. You won't see it again until next year WrestleMania. So in other words, now, what is the other title? The U.S. title? Uh, the U.S., I think, is now on SmackDown. So it might be the Intercontinental. So oh, that's the U.S. The title. title. Kevin Owens have it. So U.S. title. Okay, so that's the big title now. Yeah, the, which the, makes no sense because now you have these top, the, your top tier talent going for the second or third rate belt. Yeah, I, I was watching, uh, what the hell is the name of this show? I was watching uh, Friday Night Tykes. And when Friday Night Tykes tapes, it comes on right after Raw. So the first 10 minutes of Raw last 10 minutes of Raw is always attached. And I'm yeah. watching Seth Rollins fight uh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. And I'm going, what are they talking about? Like a fatal five-way for what belt? I'm yeah. like, Brock ain't around, so what are they fighting for? Yeah, they dropped the ball. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know what they decided. They should have just had the Goldberg-Brock fight without the title and still have the belt in the picture. 
Because now you have too many people clamoring for second and third rate belts. Yeah, and on top of it, no, I don't think a lot of WWE fans sit around and clamor and beg for Brock. Yeah, I don't see it. Uh, they say it brings up ratings, but personally, to me, I, I had no interest in Brock versus Goldberg, none at all. Yeah, and then it wound up not being good to be to begin yeah, with. I can't think back if WrestleMania happened what the beginning of April. Yes. I don't know what the hell happened in that match. I'm pretty sure we got a, some suplexes, but I can't I can't remember that match, so it wasn't memorable. And it wasn't going to be. The only thing that was going to be the most memorable about it was the fact that uh, Goldberg actually lasted in a match more than three moves. Because everything they did before them was like two moves and it was over. Good night. Yeah, technically I'm not even interested in, I haven't even been interested in Royal. I turned to it last night after Gotham, then I switched back to the basketball game. And to me the most interesting part was uh, the girls and Miz. That's crazy. Because they also dropped the ball. You built up this big monster, and now he's out for six months. Uh, Braun Strowman? Yeah. So he's legit injured? Tore something in his shoulder. Oh, boy. So now you really don't have anybody to go against Roman, who you built up, who did. Oh, man. You know what? Yeah, so you they need to start building up more than one person at a time. Yes. Did you see any UFC this weekend? Yes, I did. And I'm going to tell you now, I have to say this with all sincerity. Joanna Jajacek put on a boxing clinic that was actually so phenomenal that if you have a son or a daughter who wants to take up the art of fighting, boxing, the ability to use your hands, the only person in the last five years that I've actually seen use her hands as good as she did Saturday was Floyd Mayweather. It was, yeah. and, and uh, Jessica. I think after the, after the first round. Yes. And Jessica Andrade is steel. She is yeah. tough. That is leather. That woman is something else. I tip my hat. But Joanna. Joanna's ability to go upstairs, downstairs, keep her at the end. It was actually literally beautiful. Yeah, they, I don't know what, she should be getting like Ronda Rousey type praise from the UFC. You know, they never give the ones who are not voluptuous and blonde the same, you know, the same love. See if Amanda Nunes gets that love. Oh, hell no. I think Joe, is it Joe Rogan who has the podcast? He also said, during uh, Amanda Nunes' last fight, damn, who did she beat? And she thought she was going to lose. She beat, um, she beat, uh, oh, Cupcake? No, no, it was Rousey. Yeah, she beat Rousey again. She beat Ronda, and they was, and he was like, it's a shame that the UFC, she was the champion, UFC did not promote her. She's the first, oh, she was the first openly gay champion. They didn't promote her on that. So it was like, they they really dropped the ball on her. But now he's like he also felt like that her the next fight that the Russian girl is gonna get more advertisement too. Carolina it has to go by the looks. Now what I'm gonna say one thing that they have got to do UFC's got a major problem. I don't know how they fix this, but it's a major problem. It seems like every state 
has a different rule. Oh, different rules, yeah. That reads about one hand down on the mat, one hand off, because what you call them took a vicious knee to the head. They wound up uh, stopping that fight because Texas didn't, just like New York, didn't flip over to the new rule where you have to have one hand or one knee, and it's confusing. So every these fighters, every state they go to, they, they it's a different rule. Yeah, different set of rules. Yeah, I think that's that's how to do. They need an overall athletic commission. Yes, and I, you know what? I enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it on replay instead of staying up to the wee hours of night watching it. Uh, because some of these pay per views, man, I don't give a damn. Just because you throw a lot of stuff, it's not. Life's not about the quantity of stuff you get. It's about the quality of stuff you have. I mean, damn, think about it. You could have six hoopties, or would you have rather have one really good car? Yeah, yeah. And they throw, that's what they're doing. They're throwing a lot, of, a lot of matches at us. Some of them are not even good. And think about it. It's taking six, five, six hours to, to go through a card between yeah. prelims and the main card. And then if you watch the YouTube prelims. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's the early prelims. Yeah, which so you could be sitting there all day. And literally, I have to watch the early prelims because they always do one thing. I am, I have a thing. If it's two women fighting, I must watch because women don't usually play games. Oh, yeah, yeah. True. And sure enough, on the early, early card, there were women fighting. So I had to get caught up with that. What do you think about the whole uh, St. Pierre, uh, Bis- not Bis- yeah, Bisping title picture, and now Dana having to put the put um, Yoel Romero into the yes. title you know, picture? I, I, I'm glad you asked that, and I am very happy for Yoel because the GSP thing was a joke. Yeah, He's almost 20 pounds lighter. He hasn't fought in three years. I don't know what Bixman has done to earn a pass. It's like Bixman does not want to. I I got the title now, and I'm never giving it up. Yeah, that's what the Spiders say. He said, if if you're not going to let me fight for an interim title and let Bixman fight once a year, then I'm not not fighting. Then you have to now let Romero fight him. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. And you know what? Romero's been mowing people down. It's it's just like uh oh man I'm gonna I forgot his name. There was another guy, uh, uh a Brazilian, who had been killing everybody in that weight class, and he wound up on the last, the last card losing, pretty bad. Oh, Jacare. Okay. Because Jacare has been waiting. You get a 38-year-old, 39-year-old man, and you make him wait an extra two years to fight for the title, anything can happen. Yeah, anything. You know, matter of fact, when you fight for a living, there's no guarantee you'll win the next fight. Yep. And for some reason, Dana is like, okay, I'm going to cupcake Bixpin because he's been around long. And you know who gets screwed? The UFC fans by getting the worst fight we could possibly get. Yeah, I think he he did the to me he kind of did the same thing when um, McGregor beat Aldo. Sure he did. And, and he did he he was eligible for a rematch, but all of a sudden no you you can't get a rematch. He was champion for like seven years. 
oh, yeah, now all of a sudden we're going to have Connor fight out of his class against Nick Diaz, not once, but two times. Yeah, and now I might fight Floyd. Yeah, now y'all sit around, collect no money, don't feed your family, and 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 to keep you to keep you interested, I'm gonna give you other fights against. Say so you're number two, I'm gonna make you fight number three, which which your champion should be doing. Yeah. And if you lose this, you go back to ten. Yeah, makes no sense. So I'm not with that. I mean, I don't like the way he does it. He, he obviously Dana plays favorites. Hey, Ned, man, let's wrap this one up, my brother. It's been a good one. Um, as always, folks, we're happy to be back. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube at Netboy Doc. Please subscribe to the channel. We don't want to see that number stagnant. Hit the like, subscribe, share, comment. Also, you can join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Netboy Doc. It's been my pleasure, man. I'm glad to be back with you people. I would love to hear something from you. Yay, nay, boo. I don't give a damn. Fuck you, Doc. It don't make a difference. This is Doc on behalf of Netboy, Doc, and our world, and I'm just going to tell you peace.